0: Hey, this is Chuck and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to Ladyship Worship, great band from Detroit. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking with Kristen and Eric from Ladyship Worship, as well as fans, Spencer and Lee. How are you guys all doing? Couldn't be better. Awesome. You know, uh, thank you guys so much for for being on Fans with Bands. Um, It's a you know it's a real treat to get be able to talk with you guys. And I kind of want to start off with some introductions. And I thought maybe we'd start with the fans. Um, So I thought Lee, um, maybe you could just give us a little bit about like why are you a fan of uh, Ladyship Worship? I know why I am because because they're awesome. But I'd like to know what you think.
1: Well, actually because I'm the kind of person that splits hairs why would be a lot shorter than how why is because I ah, like their music. Right. Uh and I like them too. How is a little bit of a longer story. Cool. So, cool. We'll get into it. <laughs> well, uh there's a, I used to go to Borders books a lot. I used to buy tons and tons of books at Borders uh-huh. and my main Borders connection was named Lisa and uh, I knew her last name was Taylor. I found out it's Hansen Taylor. And she, when Borders was collapsing, had told me, although I didn't hear her, I guess, that she was going to start her own bookshop once Borders was gone. And so one day, we kept going by this place called Used on New, which was on New Street, in Mount Clemens. And I told my daughter, maybe we should actually stop in this place once. So I stop in, and I look at, and I see Lisa, and she goes, I said, you. And she goes, well, it's about time. <laughs> unbeknownst to me i'd heard of her husband who was doing this thing called dead dave on cable he decided to get a bunch rid of a bunch of the crap out of their house and basement and just called it weirdsville and it was this little nook around the back and in the corner uh, yeah you know where all you know mad men should be you know <laughs> way in, uh, in the side where nobody can see them and then Weirdsville actually took off as well as the bookstore. They moved into a larger location. but before that, Davy and Lisa were trying all kinds of new ideas, including having a Weirdsville cinema where they tried to show really awful movies once a week. <laughs> and then uh, you know, all with a horror or Macabre theme, or maybe it was a Wes Anderson Month or right. you know Bella Lugosi or something. And then he decided to start having listening parties because he would tell people about all these great bands that were local. And, you know, most people react just like, wow, man. And it's like, you know, it's cool. <laughs> I mean, where, where are they at? They're like on MCA, man. Right. It, because you're always looking for the next Elton John or whatever. Yeah. And so he wanted people to get to know the music and get to know the band. So I came to as many of them as I could. And at one of them, I was introduced to, War horses. Awesome. I'm war horses wow. so awesome. I got introduced to war horses, uh, and I went. and It's like there were, and let's say that because it was new, the response was less than awe-striking. <laughs> but what I did was, in my guise of, of, of my positive eye on it, like I like spreading the news about little, not little as in statura, but little as in little known. Right. Bands. Writers, artists, actors, actresses, small theater, whatever, mm-hmm. I put it out there um, for the eight people who listen to me. <laughs> and that's when I met Kristen and Easy, and I think it was uh, 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 Mike Alexander, and there was another one I can't remember his name offhand.
2: Piper? It was our, our
1: oh, was old bass player, Ryan. Now we have Ryan Piper, Ryan Yep. So, anyway, I, I met them, and I was so impressed. By the depth of the music that you know I always bring my drawing things with me, and I did a drawing, and Kristen brought cookies and of course, you know <laughs> people will i have learned my friend Susan in California says people will say they like anything for cookies i don 't know if that, <laughs> be, but before I had the cookies, I enjoyed the music and I, bought the, I bought the the album on the spot and uh, Gave her the drawing that I'd done, and it was a big, this big, ooh moment, you know. I met <laughs> Easy. Then they called me later to come and see them uh, play at the Berkeley Front, which I'll talk about later. But that's how I first ran into them, was at oh. one of these listening parties. And I just can't tell you the big cascade that followed of all the performers and, and artists that I would meet, you know, forevermore thereafter. Awesome.
0: That's a great story. Uh, so spencer um let's let's get to know you what's your uh what's your connection with ladyship worship
1: um well
3: i know that you know with uh I, so i play in the local band as well in the area called hail alien we i also run something called no experience and music coverage kind of uh it's it's tough to tell we're always kind of massaging it out especially in the past year of what it's been pushing out um, but we've been trying to just work with as many bands as we could and just over the summer i think chris and i had gotten in because they we were actually scheduled to play with ladyship were we rescheduled to play with ladyship or rescheduled we war horses uh, it was
2: ladyship and i think twice we were scheduled and both yeah. of our shows never yeah came the first one
3: was was
4: whatever reason it fell through from the booker and then the second was when COVID hit and it was like well yeah so we have yet to have our show together and we will Uh, and it
3: will be we will we will (laughs) it was gonna be a two-piece show so I have I have a uh uh uh, like I have a a bond that goes it's we got the
0: freeze we lost Spencer the dreaded freeze right telling us that he also
3: was in a
4: duo (laughs) it was a duo fest yeah it was gonna be like was it three or four duo bands playing at Loving yeah. Touch? And then what oh. was going on with the Booker? And that's when it just kind
2: of... Yeah. Then we rescheduled something and then, like I said, COVID hit and that show was canceled. So um, find the art and show them because I have um, quite a few pieces of yours, Lee. The tiki's. There's a couple of tiki faces you did that I love.
1: Oh, well, that was Berkeley Front.
2: Yeah, that was at the Berkeley <laughs> Front. Yeah. Awesome. so. Lee would uh, bring his drawing. Pay an excellent artist, and actually does a drawing. You've been doing a drawing a day since. For how long now? Uh, uh,
1: today will be when I when I shoot. I I finished it, but I haven't shot a picture of it. This will be a one thousand four hundred and seventy six. Okay.
0: Holy cow! Um, there's every day? every day.
1: Every
2: day, and they're all awesome.
0: Wow! And so he would
2: come to our shows and, um, oh, and, band. and uh, draw, like while we were playing live, he would get inspired and he would draw something, and it was just really cool.
0: Wow. So have you guys used any of that artwork for any of, any of your projects?
2: Well, we actually commissioned him to do, um, we had a band uh, a couple of years back called Unlimited Head, and um, he did the artwork for that. So
4: oh, cool. that, yeah. that band was a two-piece. It yeah. started off as a two-piece, and then we added a couple people. And it was just getting kind it of... It got away from what... got away had. from the original <laughs> yeah. thing, which was bringing us back to ladyship, so...
2: Yeah, I mean, we loved it, but it was just like we wanted to have the duo, for to have the duo with the husband and wife and just have the freedom of yeah you know, not having to deal with anyone else's schedule. So yeah. it was tough because we did love... Yeah. But anyway, did we get Spencer back?
3: I think so. I, All right.
2: So well, we lost you at you. We were talking about us doing the uh, duo shows together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so... Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, so you were doting on me if you would continue uh, yeah <laughs> I, just, I just have always been impressed you know with the war horses and ladyship both you know we've we've like i said no experience has been a, a couple of things and we've tried out you know radio shows and we've played i know or we we tried to play some of the war horses stuff on on a couple attempts of um or a couple of ladyship and warship songs as well, just trying to get uh really just get connected to you guys as people that have been in the scene for so long to kind of keep uh you know uh, we try and reach outside of or you know i try and reach outside of my own personal two or three band circle here as much as i can Uh, so just being and again having a having a connection with other two-piece bands is always something very fun because just uh, how people are able to fill sound is awesome and you guys get like a very full yeah. cool band sound from, from two. two yeah. And
4: every two piece kind of has their own little way of going about. Yeah. It.
3: It's the, it's the, it's the boiled down essence of the band. You can't, mm-hmm. no, there can't right. be flowery, uh, ingredients. It, it just is what it is. That's what I, that's do. That is really what I love about two pieces. So yeah, we tried to get together on a couple shows. Um, finally got together for the no experience shoot that we did. They've got a couple great videos that they would, that we put out with them, uh, on uh on youtube of them playing on the heart plaza pyramid uh (laughs) in canada yeah (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah spencer scouted the location (laughs) and we're like oh my god yes we will play there
3: (laughs) yeah it's the the best you got you know being up for being up for everything is is always a great uh a great marker of a great band so in my eyes you guys are a great band on top of musically a great
0: band being up well, thanks for asking us <laughs> yeah that was cool awesome so uh eric and and Kristen, let's uh get the story behind ladyship worship so i i met you guys when you were in or still are war horses um and then i heard about i, I think i saw you guys as a duo at fuzz fest uh, a couple years ago mm-hmm. um and that was my first experience with the with the the, just the two of you playing um, I knew yeah yeah it was i i think you had just started it i think um, so yeah too. I, I think that, that was one of our first shows i think it was maybe yeah. our third show yeah maybe. yeah and it was i i was blown away and then you know you put out that ep which is fucking awesome i just love that that you know like uh i was listening to uh the what is it uh, abyss stares back yes uh fucking that song is just so good um but Thank anyway you. Uh, <laughs> uh you know i'm I'm just stoked that you're here. So maybe give me just like some background, like how did this come about? Um, you know, why did you spin off into this kind of separate band?
2: Um, well, Eric and I uh, had different, it, being in war horses is, is great and we love it and we'll never stop that. But um, you know, Eric used to front his own band in New York and they were called wussy and some other bands too. And uh You know, so he has his own style and his own, you know, to be the front man, and so we just wanted him to be able to kind of keep exploring that, and the fact that we can um, play together so well is is wonderful. That since we're married, yeah, I mean, we we started
4: started off as the rhythm section. I was playing bass. Yeah, he was bass in Warhorse. Made us like really like lock in. That was pretty early, and I mean, our relationship was kind of like boom, we're together. We're seeing one another and now we're in a band but i'm playing bass which was something i really hadn't done much of Uh and uh it was cool to like really lock in with her and learn how she plays and and we both got to be better musicians playing with each other and then you know with war horses being you know time goes on the guys had kids and it's like okay there's gonna be a couple of months before the next show so we're not gonna rehearse for the next few weeks it's like okay well we still play yeah so it's like all right just like a natural progression to hey what can we do with this stuff with just the two of us and and uh, that's kind of uh, we had a little sidetrack when we did unlimited head with the other two guys in that band and it was fun but it was like it wasn't exactly what i wanted to do it got a little too away from from yeah. what I think, <clears throat> what you and I do well together, which is, yeah, I think what we're doing now, hopefully, yeah, that was this, uh unlimited head this, it. this late in the, the game, but it's uh, <laughs> it's fun, it's it's a lot of fun, and I'm glad that uh, people are responding somewhat. So, yeah,
0: so it's cool. I got to get off my ass and write a review because uh, I love it. Um, oh,
4: thank
2: you.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know.
2: Thanks. Um, and, and I, it's moody right <laughs> yeah well
0: and uh, i saw a good one-liner and I, I might steal it a little bit is uh, i think it was maybe in metro times or something exploring the the space between the notes um it had been mentioned and i thought you know that kind of does resonate a little bit because um, the music does have a, a breath but there's just two of you um and when you listen to the music you uh get this really um it has this great emotive quality um, that i think comes through in the live music that you guys do with warhorses as well i mean warhorses is a different dynamic it's sure but, yeah but um, you feel
2: that cuz we're putting it out there we are laying it out but yeah me.
0: that
4: space yeah. is kind of like w- the music we grew up with like especially like to name check you know the classic rock stuff when you listen to led zeppelin it's like it's not really like heavy in like the heavy metal sense it's right. heavy because there's so much space between those notes and when you hear the the, boom of the kick drum and you right. hear the decay and, and there's something about that and, and and for years of playing gigs there was when i was in new york i was in a band that was really really tight and really really good and we had everything just so like fine-tuned where you would really hear that boom yeah. crack and you'd hear it like slap off the wall in the middle of a at, like cbgbs you know this <laughs> well but just to hear that like reverberation that's so quick but it like your brain does register that 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 everyone's just really focused no one's overplaying and no one's just you know trying to be a show off and and fill up a lot of space with stuff and yeah and that's like being a two-piece it's like okay well, when we record we can fill up a lot of space but how we can do it live so that's always like keeping us in check so and i think that's what spencer was saying about with other two pieces it's like well that's what you got that's what you got to work with and it's like there's that limitation yeah so no, yeah, yeah blame it on the other guy
0: so it's curious uh spencer like so your band like how does that compare like how would you think of the the dynamics between like what you do and what uh ladyship worship is doing
3: um i would say that uh if I were to, if I were to put it into one, I would give, I would give Ladyship a lot more um, musical patience. I would say is definitely <laughs> one of this like, you know, it's not, not so much, I wouldn't call it easy listening or anything by, by any means, but, but definitely where there's a, there's that steady backbeat that Christian gives where it really holds everything together. And it kind of, it's like a tantric almost towards, you know, they, they, I like to call it pulling the slingshot back to then when, when the next part comes in, you know, really shoots. Everyone's kind of waiting for something to happen. Uh, whereas in my band, it's a lot more of, um, I would just call them sucker punches probably. <laughs> really
2: quick. High energy. So high,
3: high, energy. Yeah, high energy. High energy is definitely. They're
2: awesome. You got to check them out. It's, uh,
3: we just, I mean, it's very, it's, I, we, we like to think of it kind of as like a, it's much more of a musical uh, therapy session. Uh, nice to, to just kind of go up and be crazy and then just go back to being just like you know regular two nice boys yeah
2: gazi's waiting room that <laughs> <goes>. <laughs> yeah. oh wow cool do they do yeah awesome it's a good yeah. video you can look up the one that you're in the kitchen right Are you in the yeah, kitchen? yeah that
3: is yeah. yeah it was actually our kitchen that we did that in yeah that's great yeah.
2: for his no experience video the on location so his own band he did in the kitchen but
3: Yeah, we were hoping we were hoping to get uh, to have that one to hold on to for a little bit longer. But out of necessity, uh, you know, we we ended up having to put it out a little bit sooner than we would have liked. Uh, We're working on getting everybody else lined up. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun.
2: I've never jammed in a kitchen before. I, I thought that looked fine. fun. Fine. Yeah, did like <laughs> did spices fall off the shelves and stuff? Um,
3: we had some stuff. We definitely had some stuff moving around. We had we put like <laughs> we'll, we'll peel the curtain back. We like took you if you look at it like we made our kitchen. It's not the cleanest kitchen in the world. But we <laughs> Added some stuff back into the scene like from the, like from the recycling bin. We put like some beer cans and stuff. You gotta you gotta. There's
0: some, there's some element of uh, a planted things. Yeah, there's some element of planted things. I love uh, it. Nice. Uh, so, um, I, I mean, I, I don't want to dominate the conversation. So, I, I kind of want to like flip it around over to, to Lee and Spencer. So, Lee, you have any questions for Kristen and and Eric, or, or any stories you want to
1: share? Um, yeah, and I forgot because that's what I do. It's things. <laughs> um, it's, it's a hobby, really. It's not what I do for a living. The, uh, one of the observations I wanted to make is when they were talking about the two-piece and you're talking about, uh, you know, having the, the distance in between notes, mm-hmm. artists do that when they make posters and show cards is they introduce negative space. If yeah. the drawing is primarily in light colors, negative space can be dark, but most of the time you've got dark areas and the negative space are intentionally left blank because we want to draw the, the observer's eye to certain parts. If it's not just an artistic piece, we, we want to say, no, we want him to look at this guy's face first. If it's a poster, we want them to see, no, we want him to see what it is. Then we want them to see where it's going to be. And then we want them to see how much it's going to be. And then we're going to have other little things that are going to draw their eye around whatever art there is. Yeah. So in music, like if you look, listen to Indian music, what is that? The Tampura that does the drone in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So they actually have something that is occupying the background of, which is almost like starting to work on colored paper where you already have, you're going to turn that background into a mid-ground. There's a drone that pulls everything together. When you have people like, because um, I've not heard Spencer's music, but when you have people like EZ and uh, Eric and uh,
4: okay.
1: Chris, <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot her name all of a sudden. Because I'm thinking about the music, not you guys. When you got <laughs> you listen to their stuff. There can be law. Lo- there can be spaces in between the notes, but it's like there's a mid ground that is set up by the way that they work together. That I've noticed, and that's where the the big depth is. Yeah. That's why even even if she's not playing, you know, super Thunder Queen and making it really really heavy instrument wise, it's it's got depth music wise because there's this combination of everybody that makes this little mid ground that I find like really intensely interesting. That's why I like listening to this stuff. But yes, I did have a question. So, but, and, and Eric almost blew my question because he told me part of it. <laughs> so did you two, when you, when you first met, did you meet because you went to go see music? Did you meet yes. because you were both musicians? Um, uh, did you I, know you were both musicians when you yes. met?
4: Yes, it was uh, uh, Tim Pack. Who was another. Uh, that Yeah,
1: that's right. I've got one, I've, yeah. Okay.
4: It, Back to town. Who I've been in th- three bands with, I think. Tim Pack had a studio in, in uh, just outside Ferndale uh, that a lot of people recorded at, and was in a band called Angry Red Planet, which was my heroes, being a little punk rock kid. And they were like a band that made it out of Detroit and at least you know toured Europe, toured the states a couple times. But uh, Tim had a, a string band called the Salt Miners, and they were playing and I was coming into town from New York, uh, for a wedding and
2: yeah. And I came after a war horses rehearsal (laughs) to, uh, meet Eric, um, not to hook up in any fashion, but, um, so Mike from war horses and Eric went, uh, you know, go way back and they actually moved out to New York together in a band star 80 they had. And, um, it lasted for a good bit. And then, Eric stayed in New York, Mike came back, and um, we formed War Horses together. So Mike and um, the original guitar player, Matthew, they they actually formed the band and then found me as the drummer and brought me in, and um, we had a bass player, it was Mike's brother uh, initially, and that doesn't really work out playing with your family too often. So That didn't last long. But anyway, when Eric was coming to town, they're like, Oh, our buddy Eric's, you know, going to be in town and you, we were rehearsing, um, war horses. And, uh, so yeah, I went, I was actually, uh, freshly divorced at the time and Eric was just off of a relationship and, um, I just hit it off. We chatted all night. And he was in town for the weekend and he, uh, you know, Mike had a party the next night and we hung out again and ended up, having a long distance relationship for a while. It was, uh,
4: we got really good at texting. We text, ta- yeah, it was,
2: we, was new and we texted a lot. We had a black, got a blackberry yeah. before oh, then. Nice. Talked on the Consisted phone. of like,
4: yeah. uh, right, I'm here. You <laughs> know. Now it's like, okay, now you're 700 miles away. Yeah. So we got to, you know, but you know, flights are this.
2: cheap. We're in the same time zone. So that was cool. He could come in for weekends and we would book shows around when he would come to town. Cause he was playing bass for us. And, uh, um, and, yeah, about six months of that, and then it got real old. So he moved <laughs> back here, and um, we got married shortly thereafter, and and here we
0: are.
1: <laughs> That's cool. And oh, we well, even I... appeared on Tim Pack. I've, I've got Tim Pack's Stray Dogs.
0: Yes. Uh, oh, CD, I, we and love Tim. and you, you
1: guys are on the, uh, the very last are Going for Broke as the budget, as the budget centers. Ah,
2: yes.
4: Sweet.
2: Uh, yep, that was uh, Eric and Tim.
4: Kristen played organ on one of the Budget Center songs. Oh, I did. That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, <laughs> played the organ on, on that one. And uh, Ed Sertage was uh, bass guitar and Ryan Looney was Ryan on drum. Played.
0: Ryan
2: mm-hmm. Looney, yes. He's a great drummer. You
0: awesome. can buy his hot sauce yeah, now.
2: Yeah, he does hot sauce now. Facebook. <laughs> what, what kind of
0: okay, sauce. What, what kind of hot sauce? What is it? He makes
2: all kinds. Uh, yeah. I know, just all
4: I guys. haven't talked to those guys, those guys in a while. Pepper. It's, just, it's um, weird, like, connecting with people on Facebook. and
0: Yeah.
4: You know, like, we haven't played together in – eight years but it's like oh we're 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 still friends on facebook so i'm kind of you have like a little like fast food idea what people are still up to which it's good and bad you know i there's there's no substitute for real you know mono mono yeah sit down and 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 knock a few back or or whatever or, or, or whatever but it's like well, it's better than nothing. <laughs> I remember what it was like when there was nothing. Right, you, just, you feel like really isolated, and now it's yeah. like okay, you know, people complain about a lot of stuff online, but it, you know, it's a tool. It's you know, you can use it to to do good stuff, or you can use it to complain and piss and moan, or or you can use it to. Uh, I mean, when, when War Wars has started, we were doing covers by the Band Loop. <laughs> I don't know if you know them. It was like a late 80s early 90s psych drone kind of band and they still had a core following that was pretty you know into them still and we had a cover that we put up and then next thing we know the bass player of loop is like killer version i love it you guys are cool and and then we just you know have a friendship with this guy and then we're (laughs) we're skyping with him and 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 then when they reformed and they came into town we get to hang out and it's just like whoa you know you just yeah, yeah it's very cool and just getting to meet you through
3: yeah. here it's, it's all of it's guys, very yeah. cool yeah
4: and it's you know
3: it's, I, uh, would, I would definitely put the the connection part of social media is definitely the best uh the best benefit that i've gotten from it but anything yeah. other than able to connect to real life like you know booking a show on Facebook or whatever is, is all well and good. But, um, you know, just, there's something that miss that's missing from all that. you know, that's kind of part of what I'm on my personal quest to, you know, have a part in improving upon. But I guess I would, I had a question for you guys just wondering since the advent of, you know, I've been in the band only since after Facebook and Twitter and everything Mm -hmm. was invented. And, yeah, I feel like there is definitely a, a move. There's there's some motion in changing the way in which things are promoted, in which things are um, passed around uh, with with all of that kind of connection, immediate connection to everything. But I guess I would want to know kind of what your guys take on how it has affected either how you interact with people overall or how you interact with you know, uh, putting out music or, or putting on shows or if you're able to you know, take more control in putting together shows or what it is that, that I guess I ask the benefits mostly. I know that there's drawbacks as well, but mostly the, what would the benefit?
4: Be? Yeah. I mean, the benefits are just, they're enormous that it's so easy. And, and I mean, I won't say they're free, mm-hmm. but they're almost free. I mean, yeah. everybody has an internet connection. You have some sort of device to connect on, whether you have a great computer or you have a crappy computer or a laptop or just your phone. I mean, when we started doing this, it was like you know we used to have a long distance phone bill that was enormous. It <laughs> this was is like, Eric.
2: He started long yeah, before I mean, did. I mean,
4: I'm, my I'm dating myself here, but it's like you know, long distance calls yeah. cost money when you had a landline, and it was like you know, we we when I my band lived together, we're you know, yellow marking. Okay, these are band <laughs> phone calls. Okay, the band spent. $120 in, in phone calls, and we got four shows out of that, you know, right. like, and that, you know, that's that money back then was an enormous amount of money. And Now it's, you know, and with the, the bad part of that is it kind of does lower the bar to, you know, people who are just kind of, there's a lot of people who are just kind of half-assed, and, and we always appreciate people like Spencer who are like going above and beyond and, and just filming all these these great bands and introducing us to a lot of people, and 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 it's that... That sort of sense of community that does really propel stuff to a greater level. Yeah. Than just, you know, without it. But I think, yeah, it's being able to do it in the digital age is being able to like collate, like, okay, people who like this, you might like this, you know. So mm-hmm. you're seeing like bands, um, Bandcamp is like yeah. doing more with social media aspect now, where you've got I can leave a message and people can comment on it, and hey, this person mm-hmm. likes this kind of music. Oh, maybe I should spend more time on Bandcamp and less time on Facebook. With, <laughs> you know, totally, yeah. noxious yeah, you know exactly. relatives screaming about you know. Mm-hmm. Outrage of the day, you know, which is just—it's pointless. It's Yeah, it, it's corrosive.
3: Some, it's toxic. I, I wish so much more of it. I wish there was stuff that was more tuned to music. Like Bandcamp is great, but you—you you, mostly like I spend a lot of my time, like my off time, just trying to find, like, trying to find new music locally and just nationally. And, and mm-hmm. like, you know, some some factions are great for just finding new music. Like mm-hmm. I, I bent the knee and I got Spotify you know, yeah. which is great, just <laughs> music. but they don't have, the one feature that I wish they had is they don't have like, you know, if you pull up a band, you can, they've got like all these, like you might like these. Yeah. But I love, it says where they're from. If you could just click like the city they're from and, oh, have yeah. a whole list and everything come up. That's like, a great idea. People don't, people don't, I, I, there's this weird disconnect in all kinds of art. Maybe I'm sure Lee can attest this. I've got a sister who's an artist who, who, is always talking about the same thing where it just is like there's this disconnect where people don't realize that there's a grassroots of art comes from somewhere it comes from people who right. aren't artists yet and are like or aren't haven't made it yet and there's a yeah. huge hurdle that it just gets perpetuated in a lot of the arts I feel like of just like oh yeah well we've got the music like turn on the radio that's the music we got it all what do you need what do you need the locals music for yeah that's well, the only music that you be a part of the process and lo- locally, you're, everything else is such a transaction of, you know, I found this band on Spotify. And I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not immune to it. I have bands that I love that I found on Spotify and I bought a mm-hmm. ticket when they came to town. You right. know, but I would love to be like, to have the an easier way to find music and be like, holy shit, like, I've seen that guy at the grocery store or something. <laughs> you
1: know, well, maybe, maybe it's evil. not supposed to be easy. Yeah. Sorry? Maybe it's not supposed to be easy. You know, that's gonna, that's another part of it. There's supposed to be an yeah. element. Yeah. I've,
3: I've thought yeah. about it a lot where it's got to be, it's got to be what I've determined is it's got to be easy, but it's got to feel hard
1: to the person. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that line. <laughs> I is, this, touch is, is this a line family line show?
0: <laughs> sorry.
1: My but, good card. Yeah. What,
4: what I was going to, if I can, I don't know if I don't want to talk too much, but. I was thinking about this with Chuck. You and I are kind of more, probably more metalhead than the
0: yeah, other. Well, yeah. Here. I'm a, I'm like a super metalhead. Sure. <laughs> <and> I,
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm
4: maybe, maybe 10% of the metalhead. It's like partial metalhead.
0: Right.
4: <laughs> but when, when Metallica was coming out, it was guys trading that no, yeah, like a leather yeah. tape and then they would be written about in in a fanzine and you yep. traded fanzines you traded tapes and metallica got huge with zero radio play zero uh media coverage in any of the big magazines it was all word of mouth it was all guys on the street that were like this is really cool this is up and coming and then, you know and slayer yeah. to all those guys yeah. and, and uh and they you know punk rock was kind of like that too, but yeah. metal is I don't know metals the fans of metal are just, yeah well I think I, they're great i think
0: I think punk is the same way though I mean it's huge like um d i y scene mm-hmm. where people are just like doing their own thing and sure getting in there. One thing I was thinking of when you guys were talking about like being local and thinking about the scene, a couple of things popped in my brain, and it it I don't know exactly what it is about it, but it feels like in the Detroit area. Um, that we kind of go back to this nostalgia of the big bands that had been like 30, 40 years ago. Like, so you talk about punk, you think about Iggy Pop, you talk about rock, you think about Bob Seeger, or newer stuff that I don't really care for, like Kid Rock and that kind of crap. But, um, but that's what you see, as opposed to like where, the, where I've seen the roots of Detroit music, you know, where there's just a, a groundswell of this awesome stuff. Um, you go you could go to uh, I, literally like when people talk about like well there's nothing I want to see you could back when we could go to shows um, you could go almost every night and go see a really awesome band you know but it's hard to find that stuff and if you could have some way to curate that stuff and uh, I don't know if it's apathy or what it is but it, it, it's yeah. there it's just how do we get Involved, yeah, lot, there's also
3: a lot. of bookers,
2: but, but there's not really curators of things. I think that oh, I think that,
3: that is that is uh, you're speaking directly to me, Chuck. I'm sorry that <laughs> I. I hate, <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> but there's definitely there's just this this I, I don't because I don't even know what to call it. I always call it just like the something. Mm-hmm. But as a as an artist, like especially because I am in, you know, the pseudo Detroit DIY this this and everything like that, going and seeing and watching your friends play to a huge crowd at like Ham Fest is always Hamtramck Music Festival. Yep. They put on a great, uh, like it's, my, it's such a cool, it's the perfect Detroit scene mm-hmm. in the middle of winter. Like you better fucking want to come. I
2: helped to- put that yeah. up, you know? <laughs> yeah. like,
3: and it's, it's, a great, it's a great atmosphere and, it's, it, and these venues are packed. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know, what I think, you know, the joke that I have is that these people don't realize that Hamtramck Music Festival basically happens every weekend. They just don't know where to go. And I think that there's just is some amount of pushing out and and having people get some level of excitement. There's something that has to kind of kickstart it. You know, there's got to be uh, some band that that I think gets other people from outside cities to look at Detroit like, oh, I want to go there for people to be like, oh, maybe we should actually go down the street. So, you know, right. Warhorses or Ladyship, if you guys want to get on that. <laughs> to come out of Detroit we would all right. appreciate that we well, isn't
4: that kind of what happened with White Stripes like White Stripes went out of town and then got yes. the seal of approval from other towns yeah. and then people in Detroit were like oh well yeah, yeah. they're in our backyard right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't here for that I was living in New York sorry yeah, yeah. Know, but um
2: yeah we do find we get better response when we play out of town
4: like we had just started to do tours
2: you know with war Horses, and and then COVID hit you know yeah. at our- awesome van that it's just unfortunately has low miles because we couldn't do anymore, but yeah, we get a lot. It, it, there's something about being local people kind of take it for granted a lot and think that me oh it's just a local band and you know mm-hmm. but there's so many great ones and everyone starts lo- local you know you right. can't be a band and not have been local to your
3: area so I mean, yeah even a, when i was it's in, kind of a weird term in new york to yeah. call it but
4: there are local bands there yeah, right <laughs>
3: it's yeah. Like, well yeah but but your are is is any band really local anymore i've got right, oh, people, right. people there's people that not to toot my own horn but there's a guy in denmark that likes hail alien a good amount yeah, yeah. We're on Spotify. So, yeah. We're, we're international now. We're not a local band at all. Yeah. yeah. We had exactly. 100
2: plays in the United Arab Emirates.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the what, the yes? UAE is <laughs> like
3: horses. The UAE, yeah.
2: You never know. <laughs> you
4: know that's, yeah. That's uh, Spotify. Spotify's al- algorithms are kind of dictating, I think, where a lot of this is going. And, yeah. We got put on a couple playlists, and it's, it's funny. Like, oh, okay. So, but you're trying to figure out how to make that into something that's going to work, you know, realistically yeah. for us. We're not going to go tour to the UAE, I don't
3: think. Yeah. You, know, so. you never know.
0: Somebody will, like, sponsor a tour out there. Yeah.
3: You never know. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh,
2: well, we are married, so we can't get in trouble for that.
0: That's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you can find something else to get in trouble for, I'm sure. Oh,
4: sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're good kids right. most of the time <laughs> but i always think about you know there is such technology and uh you know the 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 mysterious algorithms that be that kind of are you know they're designed so that you can't trick the system they're they're plugging every single hole that exists as quickly as they can so that you know, if one artist was able to, I think it was Wolfpack. Yeah. Spotify, they had everyone play their Spotify album on mute, like on repeat.
0: Yep. So, Just keep uh, playing it. Yep.
3: And then used it to tour. And Spotify was like, no more of that. You know, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> it is, it, I mean, you, as much as you try and get around stuff, I think that, yeah, the best way you can do it is it sucks kind of. To feel like, oh, there's all this potential of, you know, trying, but you can also overreach at the same time if you're trying to hit everybody all at the same time. I think it does just come down to uh, person-to-person connections and within the artist community first before you have to, uh, you know, reaching out to fans in any way. I yeah. think it comes from the artists first. So, again, I love, that's why I love H Porsche. That's it. <laughs> thank, awesome. thank you.
4: Awesome. Thank you.
2: We so, did get a fan from uh, NPR though. That was cool. We got, yeah. you know, played on NPR and had
4: yeah, somebody heard it and
2: came to the Marlo's show and, it. you know, so you, you awesome. get those one, two, and they, you know, start to maybe
3: tell we Yeah, telephone we, had, telephone. we had talked about that because that's, yes. that's, that's my favorite fucking part is that.
2: Yes. <laughs> we, had
3: just, we had just filmed with you guys. I met a guy who I worked with and we just by chance, you know, I, I, try to ask people what's a habit that someone started me on instead of asking what they do you ask them what they like to do and the guy's like oh I like to listen to music and I like to. I used to like to go to shows and I'm finally going to this show and I'm like oh what show are you going to and he just like I've you know I think it's like and he didn't get the name right but I was like oh the ladyship worship like, yeah I was like, well, the first time I've had right after you know there, there's sometimes you're like you know there's some kind of there's like some puppet yeah. going on here because there's no way that that happens just I mean, right. It was, it was like literally two days after, in the first meeting. I mean, it just was. It just was really cool. I think when there's good energy being put into something, uh-huh. uh, good things fall into place. And Jeff's a great guy as well. Listen to him on NPR. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yes. He's-, he's, got great,
3: he's got a great. Uh, he's he's probably the most. He's probably grinding the most for uh, local music write-ups. Uh-huh. I think he's putting out an article like every day or two right now. Holy cow! Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah.
2: But just the ability to, you know, have it on NPR because there's so many people that are doing promoting, but if you don't have the audience and, you know, you can't get out there on a public level, it it is really difficult, you know. Um,
0: I I think that's part of the downside of, like, the age that we live today. There's such, there's so much that it's overwhelming. You're, like, drinking from a fire hose and it's like, how do I find that? You know, you can find 8,000. I could, you know, go to Spotify and be like, oh, that's great. That's That's great. But. How do you get that um, that following that kind of like um, that people are feeling you know um, sense of I guess loyalty you know to bands and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wonder about that sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'd love to know. Yeah, and there's so, so much <laughs> there's so
4: much out there competing for your entertainment dollar. You know, yeah. like, people are just like, "Well, what's on Netflix?" You know, just watch but, something, and it's like, you know, some of the stuff is good, but to do that every night. It's like we've watched quite a bit over over the quarantine, far too much, I think. And it's just like, uh, you know, this just is it's a gut punch after a while. Like you need to be around people. You can't just be something on a screen. It just doesn't we're not wired for that. And the longer this continues and people will start to be wired for that if they aren't already. <laughs> I find yeah. that alarming. They have right.
0: the leaves. wired glasses on. Yeah, yeah. He's
4: got his like Google X-ray lenses. X-ray specs. On. Right. Oh my god. You can that. see right through me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm transparent, you know that. Uh,
0: you know, I was thinking when Lee was talking about doing drawings or, uh, I'm, Lee, I'm not sure, is it drawings or paintings? Are you doing paintings when you're
1: listening to music? I, I, I paint but rarely, but I draw an awful lot. I've been drawing pretty much every day since uh, about the time I could walk. Awesome. And I just recently started, I did the Inktober thing and now I post, I don't just post an ink drawing every day, I post an ink drawing every day of October. But uh, I decided to start in one October, and then I never stopped. Awesome. And so I'm posting a new one every day, but that doesn't mean I wasn't drawing every day anyway. Yeah. So I was wondering, have, have you ever done?
0: I know you've done. Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
3: that's a. Um, oh yeah. I was. Right. I heard you guys talking about. It. I wasn't he sure if it was Lee. had a logo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's yeah.
3: awesome. Yeah. I think did I include? I can't remember right now if I included that in the B-roll for you guys. You did. You yeah.
2: have, I have the sticker on my um uh one of my oh bags yeah. or something, and you yeah. got you got the sticker on there. So yeah, Lee did that for us. Yeah, I love that. That is
0: awesome. So I was wondering, have you ever thought of, um, like doing like shows where you have artists, like multiple artists, you know, where you've got like people playing and then also, I, I think, th- I think I've seen that before, yeah, but we've um, done that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Awesome.
2: Now when Lee drew for us, it, we, that was just on his own accord. He came okay. and just inspired and drew some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, didn't, I don't think he knew I was a tiki lover, but something <laughs> inspired him to draw some tiki faces for me. And yeah. Um, but yeah, actually one of the early War Horses shows that, um, Melody, uh, Batons, Malash, you know, from Smalls. Oh yeah. She, um, she actually booked the first War Horses show back. I was I, on Belmont. my birthday at the Belmont and, uh, there was a band. Oh God. It was the cloud. I was good. They had cloud in their name, but anyway, they were touring and we played with them and they brought two live painters that were on stage <laughs> with them. And painting and then they would auction off the art after the show and uh, i ended up buying one because it was you know again local and so hard to fill up those those places and um so i'm like it's my birthday i'm uh, it was really cool i still we still have it in the house and uh it's my 35th birthday and i and i actually found some crazy uh stuff where it was three skulls and so there was a three, and then only one of them had a hand up. So there was a three and a five, and it was my 35th birthday, and I felt like it was calling to me to have that.
4: Right,
0: so that's cool.
2: Still have it. But yeah, and then after uh, one of the Hamtramck Music Fests, um, I helped um, Booker for that for the past couple of years and helped put that on. And we had an artist that you know just kind of did some drawings live and brought their art and I think it's a great idea to, mm-hmm. to combine, you know, the more, the more the merrier.
0: Yeah. So you know. I'm kind of curious, like for the, the musicians here, um, do you guys, um, when you're, when you're creating music, do you, do you think of it visually um, or is it more kind of an emotional thing where you're feeling what the, the, the notes mean to you? Or do you think of it like, cause I know that when I'm listening to music it's two things it's there's There's images that are coming into my mind as I'm, as I'm listening to that music. And then there's also the kind of the emotional quality of the notes. And I'm curious, like when you're, when you're creating the music that you make, how does that feel? What do you, what do you see?
2: For me, it's all feeling. I don't really see anything. I actually, in fact, play a lot with my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just kind of goes black. I'm not seeing anything behind there so much, but it just allows me to shut everything out and just feel it and be there in the moment. So that's that's for me. I don't see it. I don't feel. it, it's all feel. I have a lot of
4: visual things going on. I probably have more visual than feeling and because I cannot draw, which I don't know, somehow I, I was interested in sound. I was interested in music yeah I'm interested in rhythm i cannot draw i cannot paint i cannot do anything i, I could barely write english i'm mean, terrible like it's yeah like you put a pen <laughs> in my hand and it's like you know who did this or what animal did this it's not human Maybe you it's,
2: put ink on a guitar pick it, so it's right? like i was always
4: i always hung out with oh, our yeah. school because i was like man you guys are just like how do you just pull that out of your skull and you make this great picture i'm like i want to do that with sound and so yeah, when we're writing, I'm always thinking of something I've seen, and and, and it does correlate to a certain feeling. Sometimes mm-hmm. you look out at something, you know, majestic, or you look at something that's, you know, scary or right. you know, frightening or you know decrepit or all kinds of things. It's yeah, a lot of things going on. And that's I always thought the artist's job was just you just sort of. I think Iggy said it where. You're just kind of like you're almost vomiting out. Like you're taking in a bunch of stuff and you just puke it back out. You're, you're filtering it through you and you just throw it back out. Yeah. And, and even like watching like too much bad TV or too much social right. media, you want to vomit that out. Just like, <laughs> ah, get out, out. I don't want this in my psyche anymore. Just right. I'm done with it. The vomitorium. The vomitorium. <laughs> there is such a place.
1: Yeah, yeah. there was. So, yeah,
2: that answers the question.
1: To- we call that the paper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. so spencer what about you what are you you, visual Um,
3: it's definitely it's definitely a lot of it it depends on the process i guess i have certain methods that work pretty well Mm -hmm. Uh, typically you know matt and i have been playing together I've, i've only ever played with matt uh minnie my drummer this kid is sitting behind me um you know we usually will just you know in practice kind of come up with some kind of jam thing and we do it when we play live we just are able to come up with some kind of riff or some kind of drum beat that we go off of and we'll kind of remember it or i'll have a recording of it and sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't um right. where because it, it always starts with this feeling of um I, don't know, I get this rush that goes over my body sometimes and like you get goosebumps you're like all right that's a good one remember that yeah. one yeah um and sometimes if those don't pan out and you're just like all right well that one was for me i guess sometimes i'll get into like i've drawn graphs i've drawn you know charts i'll look at like random number sequences to try and jog like a lyric that will get me to the next part or something like that but i think that for the most part um just writing songs comes best when i get to allow make the structure first very much instrumentally that's very visual because uh especially with uh, my my tech setup that i have is um I have to kind of plan ahead a little bit with some of the playing that I do because I, I have a rig that plays uh, you know through a bass.
1: Oh, you know, so you do the, Yep, those. yep.
3: So I you know I have a bass backing track that I can um, uh, I can set loops to and like plan ahead and plan to see it in the beginning of a song so I can play it later. Yep. So I, sometimes it plays ahead like that and you know I uh, it becomes much more of a plan to then put lyrics on top of in the end. Cause the lyrics always come last, but it's always my favorite part of just kind of turning, you know, I'll just kind of mumble or something over top of the track, and then kind of just like shut my brain off or I'll do it super late at night and drink like a whole bunch of coffee, like <laughs> other stuff. And uh, you know, kind of just let it all come out and then we kind of infer some, like some of what the meeting is afterwards. And then like, Oh, you know, I can, I can, line a little bit to make it more in line with the other ones so that it makes yes. some semblance of sense at least to me um but that that's always my favorite part is that the playing is very much uh especially performing is the two i feel like the two sides of my brain working at the same time of i have to think at the same time as not thinking at all so that i can go as crazy as possible yeah and, uh, Be here now yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't think of anything else and it, no. feel this—not quite a headache, but it's this like, hey, that's this. That's this. Something. Brain is is at full capacity right now. That I that I really enjoy. So that's when I. That's when I know that I've written a song well. I guess would be my. That's my. That my process is just kind of figuring out the puzzle of each song. It's different every time, but
0: yeah, that's cool. So uh, Lee, I was wondering like kind of the flip side. So if musicians are thinking emotionally um, or visually, a visual artist is actually, you know, you're working in the visual medium, where is your brain while you're doing that, um, that process? Cause I am like um, easy, I'm very envious of, envious of people that can draw cause I can't draw shit. Um, but I love how people can pull, like we were talking about negative space, Pull this almost three-dimensional image out of a two-dimensional piece of paper and make it just this awesome. So, yeah, exactly.
1: And, is, Was uh, it start and stop when you're done. You know, it, it's, uh, everyone can draw to a certain extent, you know, usually people will say I can't draw and it really means that they don't. Just like i show sure that I could play an instrument. I have a guitar, I have keyboards. But the thing is, see, I don't have that call. I don't have the dedication to where I'm going to do it every day. Writers write every day. Musicians play every day, pretty much. I mean, you know, I'm, everybody takes a day off or has an off day. With right. me, it can be multiple things. Um, I always bring my drawing stuff with me if I'm going to go to, you know, a concert or if I'm going to listen to music, and it's just I get inspired by the music itself. But it doesn't mean I'm going to draw what I'm seeing in my head when the music's playing. Okay. I watch movies often when I draw, do my daily drawing. I could be watching a murder mystery, and I could be drawing, um, I could be drawing somebody skating on an ice rink, you know, whatever. Because the part of you asked where my brain was. Well, it's right yep. here. <laughs> and the dura mater my mind is all over the place however my mind is not where my brain is if you ask people where their mind is they're going to point to their head and i don't think that's so yeah but, uh, i don't that's want to a take point. a lot of time philosophizing that's a good point point, though. and sometimes it just doesn't come it's like sometimes it's like it's just not there right so what i have to do is start fiddling around and i want to put that throw that back across the, the net to, to, the, the, to the musicians, and the other side of the tennis court, how many times do you say, I really need to come up with a tune, and you end up just plinking around on the piano, or tweedling around on the strings, and then you hear two notes together, because I've watched this happen. I used to write lyrics for a guy that wrote music to them, back when my first uh, quarter, right after high school, my first quarter at Wayne State, and I even sang with these guys for a while. Wow. Um, But I would write words, and he would put music to them, which he couldn't figure out how in the world I could tell a story just by deciding to write it down. I said, well, sometimes I just write a sentence, so I'll write two words, and they'll say, well, what does that mean? Yeah, Kind of like when the teacher comes around and draws a squiggle on your paper and says, make something out of that. (laughs) you're supposed to tell a story of course this is horribly embarrassing in grade school because the minute somebody demands something of you my mind goes "Oh, not me and it's over there somewhere (laughs) Uh, but if I'm just sitting and I say no I need to do a drawing okay well sometimes I'll watch three movies before somebody will say something or something will change or I'll hear a sound and all of a sudden I will think and this is something that's brought up to me all the time. I will think of a scene from a story that's never been written, a movie that's never been shot, a yeah. song that's never been written or played, and someone's going to look at this face, because I draw a lot of faces. And they'll say, who's that? Well, nobody in particular. I just came up with it. They say, why does it always look like I've come into the middle of a movie? Because they always have an expression of some sort. And, I, mm-hmm. and they say, well, what's happening there? You've got to tell me what's happening. No, no, you tell me what's
3: happening.
1: What are you seeing? So, because see, there's a an exchange. When I'm listening to music, especially if I'm listening to a live band, and when I say local, that's what I mean. Somebody that's in, in the immediate area. Mm-hmm. And I, by the way, I'm going to let you know how I got around Spotify's algorithms. It's a tried <laughs> and true, it never fails. I use Spotify. <laughs> 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 Clearly, so i'm immune to their algorithm I'm <laughs> I,
3: I, so, I do suggest you try i do suggest you try it out there's there's so many great bands that i found using it but it definitely has it doesn't it doesn't compare with, to just going to a show and, and finding something with, up, something special i'm
1: almost 63 years old and i'm gonna use spotify if i feel like it so, <laughs> and then maybe 20 years later i'll say now that nobody's using Spotify, maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever, you see, that's the thing. Yeah, young people. Look at all these young people. <laughs> so, you know, I'm talking about enjoying the amino acids, and I got people that are 32 years old saying, how do you know about the amino acids? <laughs> I was at a ranch party where my crazy rock and roller uh, friend, uh, Rick Keaton, who's been in many different bands, electrician by day, a crazy rock and roller by night. Awesome. I was at one of his ranch parties and I was act- I sang with him a couple of times, but mostly I was cooking. And I had these, I was singing along uh, to uh, uh, Rat in a Cage, you know, and, and oh, yeah. these two kids that were like 16 years old are snickering at me. <laughs> and I pulled Rick, some Simpsons on them and say, oh, you think I don't know all of your favorite songs? This is 1995, and I knew—I mean, I, I knew all the words to the Weezer Blue album, right? So I'm singing this stuff. And I say one day you're gonna end up with a wife. See, there's mine over there, and a kid. That's, there she is over there, and uh, and you're going to have a nine-to-five job, and you're going to wonder what today's music is like. whereas see, I know what today's music is like because I—I go out and ask. Awesome. I'll do things like this. This happened, this happened six years ago. I was at Flipside Records over there in Clawson. It's a good, good story. And I had been bugging Davey Taylor to put out a slot rod CD because I didn't want to just pick tunes here and there off of SoundCloud or Bandcamp or wherever he yeah. was. I wanted a CD, dang it. I want some physical in my hands. I stopped into this place because I was visiting a sick friend in Clawson. So let's check this place out. And so this guy comes up and does one of the, may I hit a few type of things on me. And I said, yeah, I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a record by a band called the Slot Rods. Immediately he goes, Davey, put out a record. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, so I find out that people know people. Yeah, mm-hmm. even with the COVID thing, I'm picking up bands. There's a a beautiful, beautiful young lady in, in England named Nancy Gorman, and she's got a band that she's the front for a band called Nova Halo. And it reminds me of Blondie meets King Crimson or something like that, because it's all very cosmic. And I keep meaning to tell Randall Neiman about it because, I mean, he wears a next generation uniform to the first time I saw him play. Come on, man. (laughs) Raises the point, right? When I first met her, I didn't even know she was musical. She was talking about astronomy and stuff like that. And she was an aerialist. So always know somebody. Yeah. I have. In Australia, I say, who are you listening to? It's not like I'm going to go and visit. Right. (laughs) I have like $7,000 cash just laying around the house. I want to come check (laughs) out that over where you are in Perth, right?
3: Lee, one day I'm going to buy you a goddamn beer and just.
1: To buy me a what?
3: I'm gonna buy you seven beers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> beer. I haven't had a drink in over ten years. No, I we'll I make not, it root beer. I will not do root that. Root beer.
0: There you go. How
3: oh,
1: about so root, root, root beer? Yeah. Yeah.
3: You, root mentioned, root. you mentioned Australia though. Uh, uh, Australia was. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of. Have you heard of Emil and the Sniffers?
1: No, I have not. I think I. I think I met somebody <laughs> like that one. <laughs>
3: You gotta look them up. They were my they were my uh, they were my COVID uh, casualty. I was I was set to see them. I think didn't they they played at um,
2: we've heard of uh,
3: Outer Limits. Did they? Yes. They, they played here. at Outer Limits. I think last year they came through town. Before I had, I had found them or I had heard of them. Maybe maybe this time last year. So oh yeah, I, I tickets because they were scheduled to come into town was like, it or just about now. Um, but. They they had to cancel their tour and then they rescheduled it and canceled it again. But, yeah, they're Aussies. Yeah, they're Aussies. Oh, cool. uh, they're they're right. really, really good. Right.
1: I hope nobody finds the sticky note in my house. <laughs> this is just
3: all the notes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so so guys, we're we're just about out of time, and uh, I I want to I, I want to uh, thank you so much for for being on the show and. um, I just want to ask one uh, last question uh, for, for everyone. And um, this has been a super tough year, obviously. Um, But what's, what's one thing you're grateful for so far this year? And I'll start with uh, Eric and Kristen.
4: Our health.
2: Yeah. Our health. Having each other.
4: We've been good. Um, My father, not so much. He hasn't, doesn't have COVID, but you know we're we're dealing with he has Alzheimer's now so mm. it's uh you know every day there's a bit of levity there like going okay you know yeah. don't take this stuff for granted I don't take anything for granted yeah you know? and uh so with with that I try to keep you know and he's got a great attitude he's just like I'm gonna beat this thing they're gonna figure <laughs> out something and I, I've, got, I've got a good attitude and you know I, I can't remember a lot of stuff but But damn it, you know, I'm not going to let this take me over. Um, That's awesome. You know, what else can you do? You know, you can't just, you know, grateful for that positive attitude. Yeah. uh, That's
0: what we are. Anyway. Cool. Awesome. So, Lee, how about you?
1: One thing I'm grateful for? Yeah. My perspective. And right after, right either right before or right after that, all my friends and loved ones, because without them, I might not always keep my perspective.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's true. And uh, Spencer?
3: Um, I think that it would have to be, especially in light of, with everything that's going on, the resilience of musical artists and artists in general, especially in this area, followed closely by health and well-being of everybody. And Izzy, I wish the best for father in this time as well.
0: Yeah. Definitely. definitely. Thank you. Well guys, uh again, thank you so much. Thank uh, thank you Chuck.
4: You're you're,
2: you're we're, we're grateful for you, Chuck. You're the, You're the <laughs> yes. guy, so just cheeky. No, yeah. We You've been the great Honored. champion of of uh, of music in general and you uh, when you are playing music and
4: music. you see Chuck out there, you're like, "Oh
2: yeah, this is a and good show." And he's an show. awesome photographer. <laughs> Chuck's here, so yeah. it's a good show. Oh, You all have seen his photography. He's uh, an amazing especially concert photography, but um
4: yeah
0: well thank thank you um i'm i'm grateful for you guys because um this is keeping me sane
4: <laughs> yeah hopefully yeah. we'll see you uh at a show yeah, in, yeah. The, in, yeah. The
3: world,
0: in the yeah. real world the real world sounds good right. can
3: Maybe keep six feet distance but that's still, right oh. know, I there's that's a well. there's a drive-in show happening on the uh, the 29th that i'm heading yeah. to in detroit we'll oh, be, oh, we'll yeah, be, we'll yeah be where is that at for it it's for, it's at core park it's the for saints and sinners with okay. uh Tartan stools, dear darkness, and
0: via skull. Oh, so, all right. Yeah,
3: driving. Have to,
0: keep, show. have to keep that in mind. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you again.
4: <laughs>
3: awesome, Chuck. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks again to Easy, Kristen, Lee, and Spencer for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. Be sure to check out the latest Ladyship Worship album. It is fantastic. I'll put links in the show notes. And thank you all for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams.